0: Welcome to Sorted History. I am still your host, Jay Christie, and joining me today is a very special guest. You know him from SB Nation. You know from series such as High Score, Beef History, uh, other series sporadically. Seth Rosenthal. How are you doing, Seth?
1: Doing great. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Oh, it was my pleasure. Uh, We're here to talk about someone who I think is one of the funnier athletes in terms of his past, of anyone ever. And you can tell by the title. I I always do this where I pretend as if I'm bearing the lead. But it's at the time of the episode. I was talking about Jose Canseco, um, a man who once famously let a home run, hit him off, hit his head, and then go over the wall. Um, I feel like that's the, the – the for people who didn't get to see him play and, like, see him actually be good, that's the quintessential Jose Canseco moment in my mind when I think of him.
1: I, I would say the same for me. I mean, other than just, like, a blur of homers that's, like, the signature Jose Canseco moment, which is a bummer because he was really good.
0: For sure. But also I think that, like, during that era, there were a lot of players who hit a lot of homers. Like, only once I've ever seen a player hit, hit a homer and hit off his head uh, and go over the wall. That's truly – I I could see that clip, honestly, 50 times, and I still find it amusing. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that clip alone. We're here to talk about his sorted history. You know the drill. So um, Jose Canseco is very famously uh, – was the guy who was the big whistleblower on steroids in Major League Baseball. And that led to a lot of his own dirty laundry coming out. He had a lot of arrests during his career. Um, but I just want to ask you, Seth, generally, because we're talking about, uh, you know, the hitting off his head. What was your memory of Jose Canseco, And do you remember, um, like, how did you process his descent and when the book came out? Like, how did you process that as having watched him played? Yeah.
1: So I mean I am I'm 30 years old so I I don't really remember Conseco being really really good. Mm-hmm. My I I'm racking my brain for like where my idea of Jose Conseco comes from, and the things I remember are just like watching him play mostly as like even in like his second stint with the uh, A's, mm-hmm. and then like you know, the kind of bad years with the Yankees yeah. and on the Red Sox at some point. I don't know. But, like, I, I was not around paying mm-hmm. attention to, like, prime A's Canseco. Mm-hmm. Um, I very distinctly remember reading one of those gigantic, glossy ESPN the magazines from when that magazine first came out. And they did, a, like, this very quick one-page interview with him that was, like, short, short questions, short answers. And they asked him whether he... Th- uh, which is better, hitting a home run or having sex? And he said, definitely hitting a home run. And that, that like, as however old I was, probably, like, 10 or 11 years old, like, really stuck with me of, like, wow. Like, what <laughs> what does that mean? This guy has done so many things. That's so cool. Yeah,
0: that, um, that's a stance. I, I actually, I, now I want to know what, like, every baseball player says to that. Like, because I, I think yeah. it's, <laughs> there's got to be a split, because some definitely don't feel like, you know, like, if you're like a speedster, you're definitely like, oh, having sex is better. But, uh, but yeah. Well, so, but
1: also, like, if you're a pro athlete, you know, having sex is probably pretty easy. That's I don't know. True. Anyway. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, Especially if you're Jose Canseco. Like I think what well, we can, everyone can agree on, but just based on his, uh, his book and stuff. And I remember that I actually, there's a great podcast that ESPN's 30 for 30 did about the writing of his book and how much. Of it, like the, how much of it being sold actually wasn't about uh, the steroid use, because like the book publisher was not a baseball fan. Uh, she mm-hmm. published it because like it included details of like his affairs with like Madonna and stuff like that. Right. So he definitely, I, I I think that he he is, you know how he also is he's known for like being a forty forty player. He also whatever the forty mm-hmm. forty equivalent of hitting home runs and having sex, he did that too. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, like.
1: My my impression of him being the whistleblower and his whole steroid thing is, you know, I didn't have that much to work off of other than like, yeah, he was like a big muscly dude, so I guess so. What I didn't have, and I, I think I'm getting the timeline right here, is that I don't think I fully understood at the point, you know, the Balco stuff was happening and he was uh, he was – you know, calling out other people for having used steroids and admitting to do it himself. Like, I don't think I had seen the side of Jose Canseco that has been shown to the world on Twitter, which is that no. the man is mentally ill. He's he's all over the place. Yes, And I don't think I had any sense of the fact that, like, he the dude's got serious problems yes. that I think Twitter has, like, really exposed and exploded for the world. Yes. And so... I'm not sure. I, I don't know if like the public had that context, and I just wasn't a big enough baseball fan or Jose Canseco expert, or you know if something changed about him later. But I, I don't know how those two things relate to one another, really.
0: Yeah, I really wonder if maybe a lot of it comes from because uh, he talks a lot about how he was like blackballed and isolated from baseball. Because it wasn't just that he wasn't allowed to come back in the major League, which makes sense because you know it's not like he was still a great player. But the fact that until the uh, 25th anniversary of the Ace Championship, he wasn't allowed back in like the ace facilities you know mm-hmm. I, and i think that that definitely can exacerbate any problems he had but I, he definitely did have some problems when he was playing in the major leagues because in 1989 he was arrested for uh, a reckless driving after leading an officer on a 50 mile chase which is pretty wild i, I whenever i think about police yeah. chase the fact when i think of the idea of a celebrity in a police chase other than oj <laughs> it's like you're a famous person P- people are going to know who you are they know where you live yeah, that
1: and, like, O.J., you know, O.J., for better or worse, had reasons to be fleeing from the police. For sure, police, for sure. Whereas, Jose Canseco, like, just take the charge, man. Yeah, because apparently— Whatever he... the cop was going to pull you over for, like, I don't know if he's yeah driving around with tons of illicit items in his car and was worried about that, but, like, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, later that, month, later that year, actually, he was arrested for carrying an unlicensed pistol. So maybe that okay, was well, part of it, but like, <laughs> even then it says you only got fined for $2,500. So it's like, right. I know baseball salaries weren't the same as they are now, but, um, speaking of cars, he, um, like usually I like the gloss over stuff that's not funny. So I was originally like, Oh no, he's charged with aggravated battery on his wife. That's not funny at all. Except that it was cause he rammed his BMW with, he rammed his wife's BMW with his Porsche. Um, which is, that's aggravated battery, apparently. Yeah, car? yeah. I mean, against I, don't know, maybe, I know he had a he had a couple of domestic abuse type yes. things. Then, yes, he did. Yeah, but that's the only one that is uh, with a car, and thus is funny because <laughs> just with a car and against the car. Yeah, yeah. I, the car. Yes, correct. Uh, that goes that saying. If you hit someone with a car and they're not in a car, it's not funny. Um, but yes, I, I'm just, I genuinely know what the situation was because where are like are they in like an open space or does he have to back up? And then drive forward. Like, he's in the driveway, and she's parked in the car, and he backs up. It's like, honey, wait, I'm going to come and hit you. Right,
1: and also, for some reason in my head, I immediately jumped to, he got so mad that he went and got in his car and bashed into something, but it makes much more sense that he was already in the car and then got angry. Well, yeah,
0: because the thing that's like, why is she in the car? Uh, like I, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe it was one of those situations. You know, like when you're growing up and uh, your family would, for some reason, like take two cars to like a restaurant or something, mm-hmm. and then you would both drive home. Like maybe they both were driving home, and then that's when it, it popped off. I don't know. Uh, Entirely possible. Yeah, you know how you know how rich people are. Um, but anyway, uh, then the next funny thing that he did, and uh, there's a person in this story who I really want to talk I want to talk about later. Him and his twin brother Ozzy, who in terms mm-hmm. of I am a, I'm so fascinated and I love, uh, worse brothers, like brothers who are just less famous and bad at the same thing that their other Mm -hmm. brother does. Like I could, I could talk about Marcus Vick for hours. Uh, (laughs) Um, I love like reading Chad Lowe's IMDB and Ozzy Canseco is truly one of the best. Uh, and he and Jose, they've gotten a fight, um, with Taurus, uh, on Miami beach. And he broke someone's nose. And apparently they only got community service, which is pretty wild, given the fact that he had done other stuff before. But uh, is there any more Jose Canseco crime than getting into a fight with Taurus on Miami Beach? No, that's, that's pretty perfect. And, like, uh, Ozzy
1: is his twin, right? Correct. Yeah, Identical. so there's something – there is something – it's got to be quite a scene for two identical gigantic men basically the like i'm picturing now the guy like the twin assassin guys from breaking bad Mm. probably not dressed quite the same but like two dudes in miami beach rolling around in a nightclub they're gigantic they look exactly alike. their collars are are open beating tourists collars yeah wide open
0: I'm imagining, D-D-D-X. I'm imagining one of them saying in a much less elegant way. I don't know if the line from the social network with the Winklevoss twins, where it's like, I'm six foot five <laughs> and there are two of me, like whatever they yeah. can say his measurements at the time were, uh, that it's a lot less intimidating. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, that happened. And then he, um, he eventually, uh, was finally, um, put on, put in jail for a little bit, uh, in 2003, when he violated probation for testing positive for steroids, which I only bring up, because steroid use is not, like, you know, nothing interesting about that. Basically, every player took steroids in the era. But this was two years after he left baseball. What 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 is he still doing steroids for? Yeah. That's a great
1: question. I mean, maybe for tourists hitting, you know? You <laughs> want to keep up your strength for all the brawling you intend to do with your twin brother? I, I, I couldn't tell you. Uh,
0: and even stranger, at least in 2008, he was at the very least still doing steroids or had just stopped doing steroids because he was detained at the border in San Diego for trying to bring a fertility drug from Mexico to try to repl- – for hormone replacement therapy because of his use of steroids. So now that's – this is a thing that I love about uh, the discourse on steroids because it always will be funny to me. The idea. I know it's for like hormone release, whatever, but the idea of like this big burly athlete was arrested for taking, or I mean, was like banned for taking hormone fertility drugs. The sentence is always funny to me. Yes. And I like the
1: idea of him getting stopped with them, especially because just based again on my Twitter impression of mm-hmm. Jose Canseco, my guess is that at the border, They were like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's my hormone replacement therapy because I take so many steroids. Like, I doubt he was, you know, squirrely about any of that and probably just owned up to it and, you know, didn't see why it would be a problem.
0: Yeah, he, he like, he simultaneously had to go down to Mexico to get it, but it never crossed his mind that there's a reason why, like, it's not in the United States.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Like,
0: he never, he didn't think enough steps ahead to be like, huh, maybe... Maybe I if, if this was a good thing to have, I could get it somewhere other than Mexico. But uh, so he was ended up being arrested for that. Once again, still just got probation, so I mean I'm not I'm very against incarceration, so I'm glad that this is happening to him. But in terms of like the my history with this show, this is a very a big amount of things to happen to some before they don't go to jail. Like even Kelsey Grammer went to jail for less than this. So shouts to Jose <laughs> for having good lawyers apparently um yep and being really really rich yes but that also is true about kelsey grammar so i think he might have better somehow he might have better lawyers than kelsey grammar which that says a lot um but uh now i want to talk about um probably my favorite thing in but we're just going to bounce around with stuff that happened recently just because this all is around the same time is do you remember when uh jose canseco was supposed to fight in a celebrity boxing match I, I thought he did fight in this eleven Well, no, he, okay, match. sorry. He fought it, my bad. He fought in a boxing match with Danny Bonaducci, and it was a draw. And okay. he fought, fought with someone else, and it was, I forget exactly what it was. But the one I'm referring to is in 2011, he was sued by a boxing promoter because Jose Canseco was to, supposed to fight uh, at a Hard Rock nightclub in Hollywood, Florida, and. <sighs> The boxing promoter realized when Jose Canseco showed up that he did not have a lot of the same tattoos. And that's right. He sent Ozzy in his place.
1: What? (laughs) He tried the thing we have always said Identical Twins should do. Except for a boxing match. And like... I mean, I, I need to pull up a picture of them, but I know they're identical twins, but... He, Jose's a lot bigger. They don't bigger. that identical,
0: though. Yeah, they? I mean, well, that's why I think I was able to tell the difference.
1: But I would think even without the tattoos... Oh, no, I'm looking at a photo of them now. They really do look I mean, quite, they, I yes, think.
0: they are identical. I think that definitely during their careers, they look differently just because of the size, but... Um, yeah. But, yeah, so... And, and I, I'm a fraternal twin, so I know very quite well the types of shenanigans and that people wish I could pull... Um, I always mm-hmm. I like to say that whenever I tell someone I'm a twin and then they ask uh, identical or fraternal and I say fraternal, they get disappointed because they want to ask questions like, did you ever switch classes, a place in class? Yeah. Uh, but the the gall to do it for something you're getting paid for and then uh, the boxing promoter rightly pondered, I know this happened this time, but I think I've met Jose Cansego before, but have I? <laughs> it's
1: gall to, like... If you know that you have different distinctive tattoos and you know that you're about to participate in a sport where you have to take your shirt off, mm-hmm. like, did you not foresee the issue there? Yeah. This is why the Morris brothers from the NBA—that's what I was going to say. One. I was
0: actually going to say that because they, they do
1: have identical tattoos. They have the tattoos.
0: identical tattoos, which is really something. On, it's really crazy because it's one thing to have identical tattoos if you have five or six tattoos. They have like the, they have more tattoos than I could ever imagine having, and they have the exact same ones. Um, quick yeah. sidebar sort of history for the Morris twins who are not famous enough to have their own. But do you remember when they got arrested for getting into a for beating up a guy who was sleeping <laughs> with a mom? They rolled up on
1: someone. They rolled up on someone in a minivan
0: with a couple of their friends, and then they all
1: the Mar the Morrisai and their friends jumped out of the minivan, beat someone up, and then got back in the minivan and drove away. If I remember correctly. Yes,
0: I remember one of the funniest things. The funniest take I heard about it was Bill Monte Jones when he's doing his radio show said something like. Because uh, they were doing it in their hometown, it's like um, uh, when, like, the officer asks who beat you up, it's like uh, the, six, the two identical brothers that are six nine. No, 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 not the other ones. Yeah. When you're identical <laughs> twins, you really you're, when you're a, over the over like six seven and you're an identical twin, you cannot commit crimes together because the pool of identical people that that size is very small. Um, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, this boxing promoter. Was suing Jose for the $5,000 fee, which is really revealing that that's how much Jose Canseco's pulling in for uh, celebrity boxing matches. Um, Yeah. Especially when you hear about, like, celebrity boxing matches that are supposed to go on for much more than that. Although I feel like celebrity boxing matches, whenever they're discussed, almost never happen. Like, every celebrity boxing match I've ever heard that could possibly happen doesn't.
1: You know yeah, I mean, I, I just I just wrote a beef history episode yes. about I know that's I, as I was months. saying it,
0: I'm like, oh, the reason I was thinking about this is because of what you just made. Yeah.
1: And that was one where like fifty cent was the promoter, and he was pushing on it for a year or two. and it obviously never happened. because you, you like like you I think you were getting at, you gotta be pretty desperate mm-hmm. as a genuine celebrity who had a real, productive career mm-hmm. in a sport you got to get pretty desperate to participate in a celebrity boxing match that isn't like a charity thing yeah. of some sort. You know, to actually do it for money, you got to be in kind of a dark place.
0: It reminds me a lot of uh, my two brothers who I live with are very big fans well, of the uh, Fox television program, The Mass Singer. And they w- with the- I would watch it sometimes with them. And the judges were just terrible at guessing, period. But the thing they always would do is they always would guess people that are way too famous to be on... The Mass Singer, but then also sometimes people who are not famous enough to be on The Mass Singer. It's like there's a perfect sweet spot. Like the the fact that like some finalists were like Joey Fatone, Donny Osmond, <laughs> and Rumor Willis. Like that is the sweet spot of. And then obviously T-Pain won, but he probably was the most famous. Him and Gladys and I were the two most famous people, but still. It's
1: the it's the level of famous that's like, what's that guy up to?
0: Exactly. Like,
1: I still know that person's name, but I have not thought about it in a while.
0: And, and The Mass Singer, I will say, is was a step up from Dancing with the Stars, where I, who I consider myself having a Rolodex of celebrity names in my head, legitimately don't know like five or six people every year this, at this point. So anyway, so I guess maybe Dancing with the Stars is below celebrity boxing. But anyway, because at least anybody. If
1: you, if you, in the course of this podcast episode, told me that Jose
0: and or Ozzy Canseco were
1: on Dancing with the Stars, I would completely believe. it.
0: I think that Danny Bonaduce was. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. It's, I, it's it's one degree of separation. Anyway. Yeah. Also, I'm actually I'm genuinely trying to think of a reality show that other than The Mask Singer, I don't know if there's anyone you could convince me that Danny Bonaduce wasn't on. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of uh, lawsuits. Jose Canseco, uh, in the year 2015, threatened a publisher of uh, the mag of How Media Group, which uh, publishes How Living. I'm probably mispronouncing that, a lifestyle magazine for rich people. He said that they owed him $350,000 uh, for a business transaction, and he said in one of the tweets, "quote People get killed for less."
1: So. Quietly, the most interesting part
0: of that is that he did it via tweet. Yes, well, which he does, is I a mean, thing he does a lot. <laughs> yes, he also said, "Watch yourself, Kamal," the guy's name. Uh, yes, that is a threat. You owe me three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Do we have to say yes? That is a threat. Like that's <laughs> kind of giving the game away. On like, especially if you're doing it in a public forum. Like the whole point of doing a threat in public is you should be able to deny that it's a threat.
1: I, but it, it, just like the main thing that is sticking with me is that Jose Canseco's chief form of communicating with any individual is to publicly tweet. Yeah. Like, I can remember a couple years ago, him just, without even, like, tagging her, him just, like, tweeting things at his wife. Yes. Like, like there's the, I don't know if you remember the famous come home poop
0: yes. tweet. <laughs>
1: of course. Uh, in which Jose Canseco simply tweeted, come home poop, which, which was... He followed up to say, "Oh just so you know that was me telling my wife to come home but like tweeting to your followers is that's broadcasting what is meant to be a one-to-one message and it seems like he's pretty messy with that stuff I didn't Jose Canseco tweet about his own rape allegation but I was going to was... get to
0: that, which is this is one of my like let me just say he before we get into it uh, he passed a polygraph test and was, like, ruled out pretty quickly right. by the Las Vegas Police Department. And while I'm always skeptical of that, I genuinely don't think that he did it. So, uh, Well, the fact maybe the fact that he tweeted about it before yeah. it was even oh, –
1: that gives you a little but, hint there, too. But
0: was, there was something that came up recently was that uh, he was back in the news for some reason. And when he originally tweeted about it, he kept tweeting that the accuser, whose name I won't say, was – but he tweeted – was lying in that she should get a polygraph and then he and i remember i was just happened to be on twitter when this was breaking and it was this was only like three minutes old when he deleted it he tweeted her name and her phone number saying call her right. and tell her to get a polygraph and the reason why that's relevant for me is that i for some reason took a screenshot of it just because i'm like oh my god he's going to delete this I just want if I, I I know people aren't gonna believe that this happened, and it became relevant, obviously, I blacked out everything when I tweeted it, but it became relevant like three months ago, and I'm like, this has been on my phone for six years, and I finally get to tweet out this, but yes, he tweeted out his rape is his rape accuser's number and told people to call her to get a polygraph, which is definitely on the list of things you don't do if you don't want people to think that you rape someone
1: right, and just underscores. I, I mean, I, before you said the guy has good lawyers, I, I don't know if that's true. Anymore. No, I, don't know I mean, maybe, I like, mean, that was you know? when
0: he was I guess that's when he was get, making the baseball money because now he probably does it. Right. But also underscores one of the first things we talked about, which is that the man needs help. This is a yes. sick person. He is on Cameo by the way. Just I'm showing through his Twitter feed. I don't know if you're aware of Cameo, but he's I am there.
1: aware of Cameo and that is another good sign up there with celebrity boxing matches that you have squandered your immense fortune and are in a pretty yeah. dark place.
0: It's funny. My brothers and I were discussing it. Sh- big shocker. We were looking Cato Kalen is not on Cameo. You would have thought. Feels
1: like a missed opportunity.
0: Um but yeah. Uh also, I was you can take will somebody just randomly tweet out like advice about very specific things. Like, he tweeted out a few days ago, whatever you do, do not buy a home with an HOA. 80% of HOAs are complete scams. Just just some advice for home buying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so anyway, the the last big thing I really want to talk about, and then, you know, we can go on other tangents, but do you remember, you have to remember this, because this is such a big night on Twitter, when he blew off his finger in a gun accident? I absolutely do. Okay, so... There really wasn't that much information about this. It was just... that Didn't he just, like, tweet that he blew off his finger? And that was and it. And he from tweeted him? a
1: photo. I yes,
0: mean. yeah, yeah. He tweeted... And then he tweeted a photo. And then I think that photo was deleted because it was gruesome. But... Yeah. Just... The fact that, like... the Jose gets go. The thing that I appreciate about whatever he has going on... And it all is mostly bad. But I do appreciate someone who's like... I just maimed myself. Gotta post about it.
1: <laughs> well, I... Because that's Jose. It just seems like he is one of the people and this is more this is a very like two thousand tens phenomenon. But he tweets everything he thinks. Yes. As far as I can tell. Without any filter whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's kinda like the you know, the king of that right now is Donald Trump who just fires it off. Yes. And Jose Canseco thinks some interesting stuff. And yeah, it really seems like If you have lost a finger and are bleeding because you shot yourself by accident, the moves you need to make, the conversations that you need to have are one-to-one conversations. You need to call 911 and speak to a person. You need to call your family and speak to them. Jose Canseco immediately goes to, I'm going to tell everyone what's going on right now. And that, that is, a, you know, some wires are crossed there.
0: Yeah. I, I also love, like, the amount of times that people get, like, accidentally shoot themselves in gun cleaning accidents. Like, I don't know a lot about yeah. guns. I mean, I know enough about guns to know that, like, there's always one in the chamber. And, like, it seems like the most very basic thing to not do. It's, like, the one thing that you know about gun clean your gun is make sure it's not loaded. I don't know. That just... And even if, like, for me, if I was cleaning a gun, even if it wasn't loaded, the one thing I would never do is put my uh, hand on the trigger. Like, just don't do it. You're going to blow your finger off. Anyway. Um, and then do you remember... I, if... I agree on all counts. And remember... I also know nothing about guns. Yes. So who knows? Yes, we're, uh, yeah, we're both, uh, you know, both uh, liberals in the New York area. Anyway. Uh, we're, both,
1: we're both hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, but yes, really we're
0: both hand-to-hand good. combat. Uh, <laughs> I... I exclusively fight with brass knuckles that are sold at flea markets yeah. as belt buckles. <laughs> uh, that is a – I don't know if that's a Florida-specific thing, but it is a thing in Florida. Uh, anyway, that – I remember then a few months later, maybe a year later, this I think he denied. But do you remember where there was like a rumor that his finger fell off during a poker game after they reattached it? <laughs> do you that, that? one I missed. <laughs> okay, let me actually double-check. I might have hallucinated that, but I'm pretty sure it happened. And I the didn't
1: think too – while you look that up like if Jose Canseco denied it then i believe him cuz he doesn't deny like Jose Conseco tweeted his own finger getting blown off like yeah. Jose Canseco is not one to back down from a good story if it's true
0: Okay so um he said that uh oh i i apologize i actually got completely wrong he he said that it fell off while he's playing a poker tournament but then he admitted uh to he admitted that he was lying about it to try to like because he because he saw in a store a fake finger like a halloween finger and he wanted to tweak that as an image to like get po- likes and retweets i guess but so he admitted that it never actually happened so
1: i i respect the commitment to uh doing big engagement on twitter i mean of all the Basically things shit posting. of all
0: the things to be addicted to these days i think that although it has it does you know Hurt us in some ways, like for example with the president. But to be addicted to posting is relatively, relatively okay. Um, so, like, I'd rather him be addicted to posting to other stuff. Although I suspect he's probably addicted to other stuff too. Um, yes. Now, now Elon Musk is just addicted to posting. Um, like that, he has well, whatever poster's so disease is. Jesus Christ, that man I can't stop posting. Um, and then one last thing that uh, I found, which is not actually any really sorted history thing, but. It just the TMZ headline made me uh, laugh because, and then with the context, it is really ridiculous. I know you're probably wondering, what does Jose Canseco think about this whole Me Too movement? You know, um, sure. He, he was asked, and he said, "This is not a quote, but this is what the TMZ headline is." And I love the way that they write these. "I've been molested by women, never complained." And it's very clear the moment that he starts talking about it that he has talk- never been blessed by women. He just talks about how he's been, like, in rough sexual situations and that he thinks that the only reason why women are coming forward is because the men who they had sex with were ugly. Um, and so that is really – I feel like the- – and you can basically throw a dart at any celebrity who is relevant in, like, the 80s and 90s and their take on the Me Too movement is really bad, like, every single one. Yep.
1: Like, and there is a particular brand of, like, just that Jose Canseco typifies of, like, extremely cocaine 80s celebrity with, you know, the type of person who has been in the celebrity boxing match that, like, yeah, I, I feel like I could have written that TMZ headline out of thin air without ever, having even heard what Jose Canseco said because, yeah, of, of course he fucking thinks that.
0: Uh, by the way, I just want to double, uh, double check because I want to confirm it. I was trying to think of another like d list celebrity who had a really problematic Me Too take. I It is correct that for some reason Drake's father, Dennis Graham did go on the record with a problematic Me Too take. Um, because he, why not, right? Like, why, not? Like, why not? Why not reinsert
1: your name that has been out of the news cycle for months and years back into the cycle with just like a super shitty thing
0: like that that always is something that uh like the the thing that i actually i find very funny though is that you know that in jose cansego's mind he's like he has to on some level think like you know what? Like I, I'm the truth teller. People are gonna be like, "Yeah, Jose is right. This is for well, this is yeah. all silly." And just like the 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 you know, the psychosis to think that, like, of all people, Jose can go, I am a sage truth teller. Which, as I say it out loud, is like, of course, this is what happened. This is how Donald Trump got kind of elected. So I, he probably is onto something. But yeah, yeah, I mean that that exact
1: brand of hubris is like how TMZ makes his money. Is that there is a subset of celebrities that. Do not consider the ramifications of speaking, ever.
0: Yes, and uh, I, you know, TMZ is really definitely a bad business, um, and I feel very bad whenever I click on other articles to do this podcast. But also, no one else is going to report uh, on, you know, when Shaq professes his love to Ellen Barkin. So, what are you going to do? Yeah, they got some, they got scoops. That, I by know, the way, I if if you've never seen the video of Shaq professing his love to Ellen Barkin of Animal Kingdom fame. It is—it's <laughs> unbelievable because because Shaq is the nicest person I've ever seen to a TMZ person. Like the guy just goes, "Yo, Shaquille," and he's like, Hey you doing, man?" It's like, so Shaq, what are you watching these days on TV? And he's like, "I'm watching, you know, Animal Kingdom." But fan that show, <laughs> I love, I love Ellen Barkin. It's like, what else? Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I you know, I watch Narcos. I got, I got re-watch Narcos. I will binge that on one night. But I'm really loving Animal Kingdom. It's like, what the hell, Shaq? <laughs> Anyway, that video is just, I watch it, honestly, a lot. It's just so stupid, because I've never seen someone so perfectly fine with just stopping and talking to a complete stranger about something as stupid as what TV shows he's binging.
1: (laughs) Shaq is sort of this self-aware version of the kind of celebrity we're describing, where, like, he's having fun with it. He doesn't think he's giving sage wisdom or truth-telling. He just likes to talk and... Does, does so on his own terms. Yeah,
0: so cause I think that that's the thing. I think that there is a healthy way to be a celebrity who is very... who posts a lot and is very accessible. I think, like, the thing is that, like, if Jose Canseco wasn't, A, mentally unwell, B, like, probably not that great of a guy given his track record of, you know, domestic abuse and things he said about women, and C, just, like, Completely irrelevant. He probably could have a fine. Like there are plenty of people. Like Wesley Snipes posts a lot on Twitter, and he's not problematic because you know he's not problematic. So I think that yeah, you if you if you're diagnosed with posters disease, just make sure that you aren't also problematic because the two don't really go hand in hand. Um, also, how how often now do you think Jose so against, Do you think Jose Canseco is still wearing mesh tees? I w- I should hope so because. If
1: not him, then who else? Someone has to keep that alive.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about it. Like, when I think of Mesh Tees, I think of him and then that guy who's only in the first and fifth Fast and Furious movie. Um, those are the oh, two, like, I know who you're talking about. my Those two, the two icons of Mesh T's. Um, God. There's yeah. a lot of Mesh teas in uh, White Man Can't Jump. I'm that is true. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. There's a lot of Mesh teas in there. Jeez, that was a different time. Yeah. Um, at a time, I'm honestly, I'm glad I wasn't a part of that because I definitely don't think that I could have pulled off a mesh tee. And I'm glad I no. didn't have to.
1: Yeah, I am glad that's not expected of me because I would feel very self conscious. Yeah, because I,
0: I, I feel like there's one or two things that could happen. If I were to wear a mesh tee that was like a medium, like, you know, I'm a perfectly average build but with no muscle definition, so that would be very obvious. Or if I were a large, I don't think there's anything worse than wearing a mesh tee where there's a lot of space in between the shirt. And your body because then it just looks like it looks like you're wearing like I don't know it, it I I just wouldn't work so uh a mesh in- tea like it seems breathable obviously mm-hmm. it's got holes in it
1: but also like the material if it's a hot day is gonna get a little stinky
0: yeah it's because this thing like you know I grew up in Florida so I'm very familiar with breathable tees and f- uh, fabrics mm-hmm. and definitely anything that is like plasticky or mesh like that is just no good. Like you know, you gotta get a uh, a nice like a, they got like golf shirts that are very breathable or those fishing performance shirts that like fishermen mm-hmm. wear. Those super breathable. Mesh is just like you think it is, but I don't know. I feel like it's as breathable as wearing a trash can. I mean a trash bag with holes cut in it. Um, so anyway, that's uh, so whoever's in charge of fashion, don't bring back mesh tees. But speaking of bring back. <laughs> Seth Rosenthal, you've been so great on this. You are welcome back anytime. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, what do you have to promote? I know you have many series, and I enjoy all of them. So go ahead and promote them.
1: Uh, I don't know. Just uh, you know, go to YouTube.com/sbnation, watch some of the videos, subscribe.
0: Yes. Whatever. Uh, I really uh, do love high score. Know. A high score is. I. I. It really is. one. to It's definitely one. I saw the idea for it. I'm like, oh, this is. I finally. This is finally something I feel. I see myself represented, because finding arbitrary like stats like that is how I enjoy sports. Um, I'm. I'm glad.
1: I'm glad you said that because that's where it came from. Is just like sitting on Basketball Reference and looking at the progressive leaderboards and things like that. And
0: yeah, I remember that every year going going down rabbit holes every year um, for like five years when I was the last five years I was living. Uh, at home, actually, no. I think I did it the first couple years in college too. That I at the end of the year, I always would uh, go on Pro Football Reference and find quarterbacks' rushing yards minus the amount they took in sacks, and mm-hmm. then whoever had the least, I awarded the Peyton Manning Concrete Feet Award. <laughs> um, and it almost like the ma- I think if I remember correctly, I think that only three people ever won it over like five or six years. It was I think Matt Schaub won it once. Eli Manning won it twice and Joe Flacco won it twice, which is not surprising at all. There was no, there's no surprises in it. It's, uh, yeah. So yeah, cause I remember, I think in the first year I did it, Eli Manning beat Peyton Manning, which is really something. Um, so yeah. I, my version of this is for the last couple of years since like
1: the three point revolution has like fully taken over the NBA as mm-hmm. I always keep a running lit uh, I keep track of, which NBA players haven't attempted a three,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which by the end of the season will be like a dozen people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, above a certain minutes threshold. But that's my version of that. I'm always fascinated uh, with is, people who
0: take who uh, take like twice as many threes as twos or even more than that, like how Steve Novak yeah. was like 6'10 and never dunked in his whole career. Um,
1: Steve Novak, his one good year on the Knicks, I believe he hit one two-pointer.
0: Yeah, God, shout to Steve Novak, um, who I sometimes say oh, called Nick Novak, who was the Chargers kicker who famously was caught peeing on the sidelines. Anyway. I remember that. Uh, yeah. So, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, at
1: Seth underscore Rosenthal, but honestly, like, don't, I don't know, don't follow people on Twitter. Wow. It's 2019. Okay. Go outside.
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, I, 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 I. I want to endorse that advice but i will tell you follow the show at sort of underscore history follow me at the j Yeah, and
1: follow that yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. but uh, also uh i do want to say i said in the dm but congrats on the union the vox union i was following that even though i have no affiliation with vox it was very uh it was nice to see people in your creative field stand up for uh, the rights and to you know reach resolution because there's not a lot of good news these days and to see that was really inspiring
1: Thank you very much. It was, it was a lot of work. It was, um, I don't know, it was a very inspiring and uplifting thing to have been a part of. I feel very good about the people I work with. And if you watch the most recent episode of High Score, uh, episode three, the one about fouling out, you will, as several YouTube commenters have pointed out, you will be gazing upon the face of someone who is like in the middle of bargaining and wants to die. Uh, I look extremely tired and have like crust forming on my eyes. Um, so there's a little, uh, <laughs> behind I didn't
0: notice way. that, but I did notice you were wearing the Writers Guild of America East. <laughs> I was. So yeah, that I'm like, oh. I, got this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Thank you again, Seth. Uh, and, um, for everyone listening, please tune in next week or whenever I end up uploading another one. Uh, this is the first time I've done it in two consecutive weeks in a while because, you know, I've got my, I'm getting my shit together, guys. Uh, and you can buy a t-shirt with Tim Allen's face on it at, uh, you can find it on my Twitter account. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions, DM the Sword History account, and if not, goodbye.